Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, Start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present. In select states, gambling problem, call 100 Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. feel like I'm about to play the Yaz flu. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the second ever New York, New York from Catch here on Astoria. Fantastic spot. I'm JJ John Jastrzemski, obviously the host of New York, New York. What a disaster for New York football. Two ways to one. You have the Jets and Zach Wilson get their doors blown off by the Buffalo Bills. And you have to wonder, have we seen the last of Zach Wilson in a New York Jet uniform starting games? If the answer that question is not yes, there are problems. From a Giant perspective, the Giants go and win a game in which you started fantasizing about Caleb Williams. You started fantasizing about Drake May. You started thinking about all of the possibilities that were going to be out there for the Giants to go and get themselves their quarterback of the future. Instead, the Washington Commanders and good old Jersey boy, you know, they had other plans. Look, You can't expect professional athletes to go and tank a year. They have too much at stake. They're playing for contracts. They're playing for the next job. That said, can't sit there and tell me today was a good day if you're a New York Giant fan. Now, because we have a live show here from Catching Astoria, we welcome in a buddy of mine who is one of my all-time great friends, long-time producer at my old gig, and 
You are the perfect guy to have with me, Mike Fugelman, after your team gets absolutely steamrolled, steamrolled by the Buffalo Bills. How are we feeling this Sunday, my friend? Uh, I, well, I'm happy to be here. Can't believe we're here talking about two New York football disasters because I only ever envisioned one happening, and I expected the Jets to get blown out. I expected to feel disgusted, and somehow, even though I was not one of those players on the field today, I feel embarrassed, and I should not feel embarrassed because I had nothing to do with that pitiful, pathetic performance, but as a Jets fan, it might just be all the frustrations boiling over from the last few weeks and blowing up today, but that was absolutely disgusting, and it's it's the kind of day where everybody, whether they're fully to blame or whether they're just along for the ride, you still have to take a long, hard look in the mirror and figure out what the hell just happened. Well, can you believe we're here again a year ago at this time? We thought it was over, dude. We didn't have to sit there and watch Zach Wilson ever again. It was Mike White. It was Mike White phenomenon. He had that great game against the Chicago Bears. You got Zach Wilson with the hoodie like he's dark and Skywalker. I'm like, all right, we've seen the Zach. We know what happened last year. You could make the argument. The biggest mistake they made this year is the idea of doubling down and bringing this quarterback back to be the backup. I didn't understand it. I didn't buy this bullshit narrative. And that's exactly what it was. Oh, Rodgers is going to save Zach. He's going to turn him around. He's going to be a different quarterback. Can you believe actually people bought into that nonsense? Totally blows my mind. Listen, I have, and you've known me for a long time, when this this quarterback class was on the horizon in 2020, we were still working together at the fan, and you know how heartbroken I was. I mean, when the Jets beat the Rams and lost out on Trevor Lawrence, I thought that, it, it no joke, it, it felt like I lost something in my life, which is an absurd thing to say, but as a Jets fan, and knowing what the rest of this quarterback class was, the Trey Lance, the Mac Jones. I didn't want anything to do with any of them. So it surprised me at any point in the last three years that anybody could look at Zach Wilson and say, that is an NFL quarterback. The fact that the Jets did everything they were supposed to in going out, getting Aaron Rodgers, and still leaving that one potential issue that could destroy the entire season franchise like it has if Rodgers were to go down. Season whether it's three games and you need someone in the middle to let Zach Wilson still be on that roster, it's unforgivable. All right, so you're four and six. You're playing Miami on Friday. Your gut, are we looking at Zach Wilson starting? We shouldn't be. This should be the last time we ever see him on the field again. Are we looking at Wilson gut field against the Dolphins? I think I'm going to you know, hate myself because they'll do something stupid in the next few minutes. But I'm going to say no. Now, I don't know if they'll, it'll be Boyle or Simeon. I would go Simeon over Boyle. I think we see Tim Boyle start on Friday. What was the point of no return? Do you think it was that sauce go underplay? Because, listen, the defense has been great. They've been balling out. They've been doing the best they could possibly do. Today felt like a day. I don't know if you felt this way. It kind of felt like the levy broke today for the Jets defensively. Where effort-wise, maybe just execution-wise, you kind of reached that point where they were like, yeah, we've had enough. Yeah, and, and it presented, remember, the moment they benched Zach last year was after the game, but after they lost that Patriots game where the defense gives up three points and then looks around at the end of the game and says, wait, we lost that game? We gave up a field goal. How are we on the short side of this? It showed itself a little differently today, but that play, that sequence where the defense, they were broken down, then you see them start to maybe quit, but definitely frustrations boiling over. 
that was the point of no return. Just like last year, it was when that defense had signaled that enough is enough. We can't do this anymore. That caused Robert Sala to make the switch at the same time as last year. And I'll say this to be fair to the coach. I think if Robert Sala was 100% the one making the quarterback decision, Zach Wilson would have been shelved a long, long time ago. Well, you got ago. that sense when he went on ESPN Radio a couple of weeks ago and basically pled the fifth about the possibilities or different options that the Jets might have at quarterback. I thought that answer, in many ways, told you all you needed to know. Not only was that answer telling, the fact that he had to start his press conference the next day and say, oh, you know, that, that meant nothing, don't worry about it, that just brought more attention to it, which told me the same thing I had thought from the beginning. Somebody's telling him to start the kid. Somebody's now telling him to go walk this back and make it sound like there's nothing to see here. There's no way that Robert Sala, even though he's a defensive coach, might not know a ton about offense. You know what Robert Sala knows? That when he's sitting there in the film and he's breaking down his own team, he's saying, wow, I wish. Instead of going up against Josh Allen twice and preparing for Tua and Mahomes and Herbert and Hurts, I wish I could play I this Zach guy Wilson. Out here. He stinks. How, how do he I get stinks. to line up my defense against Zach Wilson? And moving forward now, there's going to be all this chatter. Rodgers is coming back. Rodgers, if they lose to Miami, and they got seven losses in December. It is malpractice if the Jets are going to go and put Aaron Rodgers on the field on Christmas Eve. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers is smoking peyote. I don't care how much hallucinogens he's on. And all of a sudden, he's got this, this magically repaired Achilles. Please, they're four and seven. And their playoff chances are at 2%. Buddy, we'll see you next year. Enough. Well, listen, here's the good thing to that argument. I think if the Jets are in that spot, Aaron Rodgers is going to say the same thing. Well, he's, he should. He's been making it clear that you know, he expects the team to be in it and he's going to come back if they're in it. Now, I'm sure it'll be ugly there in Florham Park the next few days, but Aaron Rodgers is going to come to the realization that there was the Jay Glazer report that he wants to start practicing in about two weeks and was eyeing that Christmas Eve game against the Commanders. Something's going to have to click for him that, listen, unless the team wins every game or loses one game the rest of the way, there is no situation where they're in it on Christmas Eve. And at that point, might as well just pack it up and we'll see you for maybe a, a preseason drive in August and then hope that in September, one with a better backup, better team around him, that this doesn't happen again. All right, so where do we stand on the coach? He's going to come back next year. I mean, barring a mutiny where the entire team quits on him the final six or seven weeks, they have the ultimate excuse. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. He tore his Achilles in week one. He's going to get next year. What is your confidence level with this head coach? One being the lowest. 10 being the highest. The team seems to like him. His defense is good. I think he's brutal in game. Brutal in game. And I think you've seen that in a couple of different instances. And listen, the offensive plan, how much of it is the quarterback? How much of it is the staff? I Listen, Michael Floor, everyone bashed him last year, Flakes. Nah, I mean, you come, know I, wanted, you did, I did not want you know, him fired. Everybody said this guy can't call plays. When they didn't have Zach Wilson playing quarterback, all of a sudden, they were able to call plays. Average they over 400 yards of offense the last so, few years with Johnson, Mike White, Joe Flacco, you name it. So to me, it's about the ineptitude of quarterback far more than it is about his coaching staffs and the way he's putting them together. And that's why I would put that number probably around a four or five. I don't know if Robert Sala is a good head coach. I haven't had a chance to see that yet. I have things about him that I like. You know, the way he's built this defense, the, the player development that, you know, just individual guys and obviously the way they come collectively as a unit, but the progress you've seen from Bryce Huff, Quincy Williams, Jermaine Johnson, even though he's a first-round pick, DJ Reed, just kind of a middle-tier free agent signing who 
now with the Jets as one of the top 15 or 20 cornerbacks in the NFL. So there's a lot to like with Salah. I question the in-game, but until I can see him coach an NFL game with an even average starting quarterback, and I haven't seen that yet. I've seen him run some good offenses with Joe Flacco and Mike White, who I think is a backup, and Josh Johnson and all these guys who I don't think are very good. I have to give him that chance with the quarterback before I can make that determination. All right, what are we putting the Jet win title at the rest of the year? They have four and six. Did the Jets get to seven or eight wins this year? No, I think you're probably looking at six. I think they'll they'll beat the Patriots week 18 for whatever that's worth. Well, you got to get that pretty much nothing. Back. I mean, enough. Uh, I mean, right. Mac that, Jones, that's all it's Mac worth. Mac Jones, as crummy as he is, has never lost to the Jets. Never. Yeah, because he's facing off against Zach Wilson. I mean, that's just, it's the only thing that could accomplish is, you know what? When they play them next year, you won't have to deal with all the, oh, well, they haven't beat them since 2015 nonsense storylines. Other than that, I think they could beat the Falcons at home. They can beat the Commanders. But I'll say out of those three, they win two more and they finish the season 6-11. and 11. Uh, Are you giving your team any chance of being competitive against my team? Because I do. I think you'll fight in that game. Competitive, yes. defense will Assuming well. Zach Wilson is not the quarterback. Well, I just don't know how you're moving the football. Now, all of a sudden, Miami's playing defense. Playing well, you defense even, you, in a big way. And you even saw, and I, I was a big fan of the Vic Fangio hire. I thought that Dolphins defense was going to get better as the season went along. Not even before you included the addition of Jalen Ramsey, who had two great picks today. What a phenomenal player. He's worth every he's penny. Un, he's unbelievable. Worth every penny. The way the Jets line up in that game, you know, you watched Tim Boyle come into this game late. Just the control and command he seemed to have at the line of scrimmage. Knowing kind of where to assign guys, identifying protections, defensive assignments, not obviously knowing everything that he's not Peyton Manning out there but having just a little bit more of an idea than Zach Wilson does. Uh, knowing at times to, okay, even if there's pressure, move this way, go with the line or get rid of the ball. He had a couple quick completions. Just he might not be good and he isn't very good, but their offense was at the lowest non-functioning level I have ever seen from an NFL team. And, and they, they have Brees Hall. They have Garrett Wilson. Yes, they're decimated on the offensive line. I'm not expecting it to be good. I expect it to be better. And I think off of this performance against the Bills, the defense will show a little something. They're at home in that game. I don't think they'll win that game against the Dolphins. I could see them being, you know, that's like a 10-point game. As I say, 20 to 13. Yeah, that sounds so, about like, right. They scored a game today in South Florida, 20 to 13, something yeah. like that. Now, can you believe the Giants won that game today? I know they own the Commanders. I know the Commanders can never beat the Giants. The Commanders go and turn the ball over five times. And if the Giants end up now picking fifth or sixth, I'm sorry, you're not going to feel good about this win when it's all said and done. You're not. You probably won't. The one thing I'll say to the Giants fans is this. And I talked about earlier how I hated the the quarterback class in 2021. I think this class goes a lot deeper than just Caleb Williams and Drake May. So you're Obviously, a believer in those Penix guys, and Nick, a couple of these AI Everybody Sanders. who's not J.J. McCarthy. Okay, you're out of McCarthy. Everybody else, out the Michigan guy, everybody else I either like a lot or I'm intrigued by. Like, I think Jaden Daniels out of LSU, if you have him in the right system and he had time to maybe develop. I think there's a lot of potential with all these quarterbacks. Obviously, you'd prefer to go that round and get the quarterback. If the Giants end up with a Marvin Harrison Jr., I don't know how you could really Take complain about Tremendous that. Player. The guy's going to walk on an NFL field for the first time and be one of the five or ten best wide receivers in the league. This is not a good win for the Giants. It's not one I would celebrate if you're a Giants fan. I don't know if it's as backbreaking as some other years where you drop from the second overall pick well, to now picking around your fifth. team in 2020, beating the Rams in that meaningless game. That was the worst win in the history of football. Yelling and screaming in Beningo. 
for 30 minutes telling him how clueless he was. I remember we were screaming at each Listen, other. Listen, I, I told Jets fans after that who celebrated that game, you deserve the losing and you deserve what's coming. I don't even know, though, if I think they deserve this. Like, what we saw today, nobody on the planet deserves that. Nobody deserves what Jets fans have been through probably ever but the last few weeks. I mean, it has been... from, And I, I was at MetLife week one, so all the hype, the feeling, the emotion when Rodgers comes out of the tunnel. The oh, he's waving gets a, a three, flag. Like, it's a huge scene, and it's over an instant. Everybody is amped up, and then it's just gone. And you know, th- there was never going to be a Super Bowl. You could have had any backup quarterback you want. Minshew, Winston, Dobbs. They were never winning a Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers, but could they have ended the 12-year postseason drought and maybe built on something and had you feeling a little bit better going into next year? Absolutely. Right now, the biggest thing Robert Sala has to do is stop this from falling completely off the rails because there is still most of this team is going to be back next year. The core of the team is here. There are going to be a few minor adjustments, but the defense, just about everybody on that defense is going to be back. They have to find a way to mentally stay in it and salvage something. Even if it's not wins, it's feeling good about themselves so they can move forward with Rodgers next year, where a two-year, two to three-year window to win a title is now one to two years. And listen, from the standpoint of building a foundation, that's why you weren't going to have guys for Brian Dable quit on him with eight weeks left in the year. He wasn't going to, whether you want them to win or not, he wasn't going to allow that to happen. And you saw that this week. Listen, the narrative of we're not tanking, I think a lot of people laughed at earlier in the week. You know what? They proved that narrative to be correct today. Not only they're not tanking, I think Brian Dable is too good of a coach to not teach his players something. We saw it last year. What Brian Dable pulled off with that Giants roster last year, yes, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors, but some of it can't happen by accident. That man proved that he is a good football coach, even if it's just the X's and O's and we find out he might not be the best leader down the road. I still believe in him. I still think he is. He showed you that he is a good teacher and the Giants players, especially that defense, were going to continue to learn from him. What you saw early in the season, they were dealing with injuries. They had a tough schedule. The offense is an absolute mess. Uh, How Tommy DeVito did what he did today, I don't know if we'll ever understand, but that defense, I always expected them to show up and play hard the rest of the way. I thought what you saw against Dallas last week was a fluke and credit to that Giants defense and Wink Martindale and Dable, all of them, because they showed out today. They showed you that, again, they're not concerned about a draft pick and they shouldn't be. If you're a player on the field, what happens next year? You have no idea where you're going to be next year. Even if right now you're signed long-term, that can't ever be something that's on your mind. That Giants defense, it still showed me that John Mayer, and I don't think he will panic, even if it got ugly and fired Dable, you have the right head coach for this team. The, the year one and year two probably got reversed in terms of results, but you have the right head coach in place. All right. How many teams, it's Thanksgiving weekend, can we sit here and say, have a chance to win the Super Bowl? I'd put the list myself at around seven, eight teams. Just spitfiring off the top of my head. I would say Kansas City can win, obviously. That goes without saying. Baltimore, to me, absolutely can win. Do you think my team has a chance to win a Super Bowl? Yes. See, I don't want to answer yes because I feel like I'm putting the cart before the horse, but with their defense playing like this they're, they're, and their speed, now, they got to show they could beat a good team, but that narrative's a little overblown and a little overrated. The Rams, remember, 99, did not beat a winning team and then went on and beat winning teams when they played them in the playoffs. So no, listen, we, we, we've seen it before. We'll see it again. And that, that defense is one that, with a new coordinator, one who has had so much success in the NFL, 
I kind of expected this upward trajectory. So no, I think your team can win it. I think the Chiefs, the Ravens, I would have said yes, undoubtedly a couple of days ago. This Andrews injury, scares, Andrews injury scares me. Yeah, but he is Beckham such an really important is stepping up though, and you're going to see that. Yes, but he Andrews is such an important part of that offense. He is the guy Lamar Jackson relies on the most. Now I'll say this: it's early enough. And Lamar is a great quarterback. They have good coaches on that staff. Todd Monken is doing a great job. Obviously, Harbaugh is there. They have enough time to figure out how to win without him. It helps that nobody in the division is really a threat anymore. Shame what happened to Burrow. I would say those are the three teams in the AFC. Would you put Buffalo on that list? I would not. You would not. I've been out on the Bills for a while. I don't think McDermott is a good coach. I think they should move on from him. And while I like a lot about the Jaguars, I still don't think they're there. Those are my three AFC teams. And the NFC... It's Eagles, Niners, obviously. And the I Cowboys put, and the Lions are the two interesting ones. I, I would only like put one Lions, of those teams in. The Lions could get the one seed. I think they're cooking with something. Bingo. That's and their hope. That's the team for me. I still, I know he's done it before. It was a long time ago, and it was with Aaron Rodgers. I can't see Mike McCarthy going through three or four playoff games, make, even making it to the Super Bowl anymore. All right, before we say goodbye, and we'll do a little open mic with the audience here. Tremendous, tremendous crowd here at Catch. Um, our baseball teams. Nobody is more down on my baseball team than me. Nobody. The owner is clueless. The GM is clueless. The manager is clueless. Now, that all being said, they go and get Juan Soto in the next couple of weeks. I'm back. I'm back in business. I'm back by popular demand, and I'm feeling good about the New York Yankees. Your team has the owner that's active. Your team is going to be willing to do something. I don't think there's any chance you're getting Otani despite Cohen's money. I don't think he wants to come here. I think he wants to stay on the West Coast. This idea that the Angels might trade for trade Trout to the Dodgers and then go get Otani, I'm not ruling that out because they got the money. And guess what? That's where he wants to play. So it's a double whammy there. So if we take Otani out of it, what do you see Cohen and the Mets doing? Well, the big one is Yamamoto. I, I don't know how the Mets can save fate. Listen, if we, Yamamoto... John Heyman said he wants to be on the West Coast. There's always reasons a guy might sign somewhere else like Otani wants to stay in L.A. Fine. Nothing you can do about that. They have to have the highest bid on Yamamoto. This has been the promise since Steve Cohen got here. And not to criticize him because he's done what he said he was going to do since he's owned the team. But this is the guy they've been waiting for. They haven't had the top end pitching. They've been waiting for that young potential ace to be out there and available. He's 25. You go get him. The money doesn't matter. And the money might be absurd based on the contract we saw Aaron Nola get Nola a couple paid, hours man. ago. And good wow. for, you know what, though? Good for the Phillies. They're like, we got a chance to win. We've been really good the last two years. They spent. And, and I they, respect And it. they paid one of their own guys. So I absolutely respect it. But it, it tells me that some of these contracts that we thought Nola might get a five to six year deal. He gets seven. Maybe they're a little more inflated than we were thinking. For the Mets, it is Yamamoto, Yamamoto, Yamamoto for now. The one thing I will say is because you're right. I don't think Otani's coming here. If Otani picks the Dodgers or whatever other team before the Padres trade Soto, I think if you're the Mets, I would get involved. I can't risk him going to the no, Yankees. No, I agree with that. And loving playing Yankees, in the Bronx. He's going to stay there. Right. And he'll pay. And I, I would just, hope. Listen, I, we, I would hope. We make fun of Hal. We make fun of Cashman. If they trade for Juan Soto, they will pay whatever it takes to keep Juan Soto. If you're the Mets, you cannot enter opening day 2025 without Otani or Soto in that lineup. I don't know how you save face there. Well, you're going to have to pivot to the next level of player. And Which that's is the problem. One. They're not Otani and they're not right. Soto. Is there any They've fear? already had history with the next level of player. Those guys... Jason Bay. 
No, I'm well, not even that. Even like the Lindor Alonso, two guys who I'm huge fans of. They're not at that level of transcendent star the way that one. This is a guy who hit 333 with three home runs in the World Series that his team won against an Astros team that we know is difficult to beat in the postseason when he was 19 years old. He's 25. I have no qualms. You get him, fine. 13-year deal, over half a billion dollars. Who cares? Steve Cohen can afford it. This is the kind of guy they have to get. I think for the Mets, the main focus right now is Yamamoto until the dominoes fall with Otani. And for the Yankees, get Soto. Get him as fast as you can. And I do not care what it takes. Dominguez or Volpe and Michael King and another prospect, fine. See ya. There is nothing I wouldn't trade. If I was the Mets and it took Alvarez, I would trade him. I do not care. Is you there, get Juan Soto. Is there any fear of Alonso leaving after next year? Yeah, I I don't think he will be traded this offseason. I never got the sense they were going to trade him. David Stearns, one, just being a smart baseball guy, and two, growing up a Mets fan, I think he realizes when he now publicly said twice that he expects Pete Alonso to be the opening day first baseman in 2024, I would be absolutely floored if they trade him. I think it ultimately goes the Aaron Judge route. I think he goes to free agency. The Mets maybe the let Mets him negotiate. They got the money. Maybe they he gets that him. contract over from somebody else, and then he comes back to the team, and they say, okay, we match it. You let somebody else write the contract that you think you're worth, and we will match it. We'll pay you. Mike Fuegelman, keep up the good work, buddy. Uh, I will see you Friday. You know, I'll be all decked out. I'll have the sweatshirt on. I'll have the sunglasses on. So uh, tell Jeff Finn to take it easy on me Friday night, all right? Listen, I'll say this. I hope we have a blast tailgating from whatever it ends up being, 1130 to 230, It's going to be a lengthy tailgate on Friday. My Wait, goodness. Those three hours for the Jets fan will be a lot more enjoyable than what you're going to see three to six. Or if it's like today's game, three to 645, because this game felt like it took a year and a half. Thank you to the incredible staff and all the food, everything here at Catch for making that experience much more uh, tolerable than, it, than yes. it could have been. I understand that. Well, buddy, thanks for joining me. I appreciate uh, it. Thank you for having me. That's our buddy. That's Mike Fliegelman, who is one of the all-time greats. This year, FanDuel's got something you'll really be thankful for because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $100. And 50 bucks if your team wins. With so many games going on, Thanksgiving is the perfect time to join. So, you know it's going to be the popular two team tees. The Lions and the Cowboys. This is actually one you got to like. Lions due to win on Thanksgiving Day. Cowboys against that commander pass defense. See what Tommy DeVito was able to do? I know it sounds a little square. But I like it. Lions, Cowboys, tease them down. I think you got yourself a winner. What you want to do is visit FanDuel.com slash NYNY and fill up your plate with parlays and player props all weekend long. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus in present select states. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Now we'll do a little open mic, so... 
We, we have some audience members here. So you want to come up, shoot it with me. We'll start. I see Charlie in Elmhurst. Let's go, Charlie in Elmhurst. I see you giving me the look. Charlie is one of our regular callers on the New York, New York podcast. For those of you who listen to the podcast regularly, you know my regulars. You know who they are. Hi, Charlie. What's up, buddy? Uh, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me here to uh, on stage. I'm not an on-stage person. No, but, but you're a regular caller and you bring it. You know, you bring the energy and the excitement. Um, what is your confidence? I will ask you this. Confidence level, one being the lowest, 10 being the highest, that Soto is a Yankee. Uh, I'll say one. Just because it's this this organization has completely gone off the rails in terms of decision making, their intelligence. Uh I I think it's stale. Uh obviously the general manager, I cannot it's it has gone really, really uh stale. Can you believe the Yankees have come to this, Charlie? All uh, once proud New York Yankees have come to this. I just cannot recognize it. They have no identity. Like who, who am I looking? What was once proud franchise now turned into dumps? And you have the you have the of course the manager that I cannot stand. And I believe I believe this owner is disgracing the father's great legacy that he has built. Well, he's got a lot of Kendall Roy in him. We know that. Oh yes, there's a lot of Kendall Roy. For those of you who understand succession, you know exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of Kendall Roy in him, but oh. he can all shut us down and prove that wrong. You go get Yamamoto and you get Soto. We're talking and oh, singing yeah. a different oh. tune, Charlie. Okay. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now. Like that's that's the one thing you got to make be the Yankees be be, be be back in the Yankees. That's all that matter. That's all, all right, Charlie. I will ask you this: your confidence level, where is it higher? Your Yankees or your Giants? Uh, the I'll state of affairs with the franchise. If you tell me who you feel better about long term, who would you say? I'll, can I have a third option? What would your third option be? The Knicks? Yes. I, well, I, I, mean, I, 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 I believe right now my confidence level on the Knicks are higher right now than ever before. I'm being, I, well, I love and, the, and the crazy right thing about that is because they're making more competent decisions, but the problem they run into is they're still a star away. Yes. And absolutely. until they get that guy, they're never going to win a championship. Yes, yes, absolutely. They have, they have a solid team. They have a, finally, we have a point guard in Brunson. He's very likable, too. Yes. Very easy to root very, for. Very easy to root for. Can I've, you believe you're giving me the Knicks over those two franchises? Just think about that for a minute, Joe. Yes, yes. I cannot believe it comes to this point. Now, uh, now the Giants, they're in the dumps right now. I cannot believe the regression they're facing. But at this point, you cannot be firing head coaches after like every well, two years. Well, you're sick of firing coaches every yes, two years. I, so I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. NGMs, and, it's just bad practice. Yes. It's bad and it's, NFL organizational management. But you want to have the right guys. I do mm -hmm. think you have the right coach for what it's worth. Yes. I know he's had a bad year. I know I've killed him. He's made some terrible decisions. The Jet game was a disaster. The Buffalo game was a disaster. I like Brian Dable. I think yeah. Brian Dable could coach. Yes, I think he can coach. I put the GM. They have some plans. Now, like, I still believe the quarterback situation is going to iffy. Now, they're going to have some draft picks. And I believe uh, my confidence level on the G Giants are, like, average, I guess. We'll see how the season goes. So the Yankees are the lowest is what you're telling Right me. now, at this one, my confidence level on the Yankees are in an all-time low. And I don't know how low it's going to go. In my opinion, it's all about this offseason. If they, this team do nothing, I believe all fan, Yankee fans should not pay a cent to to this owner because that's how. Well, I am listen, so Charlie, they're going to have a hard time selling tickets if they don't have a big offseason. Buddy, thanks for joining me. Always good seeing you. That's the great Charlie and Elmhurst. Let's get McKeon up here. I see him. That's my buddy. Um, he calls a lot of the shows when we do Twitter Spaces, did some shows a long time ago. 
Um, what are we betting on tomorrow night is my question, McKean. Are you on Philly or are you on Kansas City? I think I'm on Kansas City. I think it's the right call. Only because Philly feels off. I know they keep winning games. I know they see, you know, the Phillies, uh, that this sneak play is one of the most dominant plays we've ever seen. That oh, that stupid tush push. It's got to go. I mean, enough. Enough. Th- and it's not safe, by the way. It seems... Oh, it's not even safety. Well, I'm just saying. It's uh, throwing it out there. There seems to be something off about Philly, even though they keep winning games. I don't know about you. When I watch them play, they don't seem like that dominant force that I've seen the last two years. And yet, they keep winning games, and it's impressive. But the Chiefs are just this better juggernaut team that seems to keep rolling. And I know they have this... There's this. They're susceptible to dropping games here and there. But to me... They, the Eagles just have something off about them. And to me, Kansas City's too much on a roll. I like Kansas City. Okay, I agree with you. Small favorite, Mahomes. Never going to pass up that opportunity. Um, where are you with your Jets? Are you now at the point, like Fliegelman, where you know? I mean, I, nobody wants to see Zach Wilson ever again. I, I guess my question to you would be this. Do you see a happy ending for Roberts? And I, I don't even know if it's necessarily going to the Super Bowl. But being a playoff team, maybe winning a playoff game or two, will that happen for the Robert Sala, Aaron Rodgers, New York Jets? I, I absolutely do. And I, it's funny, I was just saying this to Fleegs. What makes the Zach Wilson thing this year so much more upsetting is they're a bona fide top five team in the league this year if Rodgers is playing. And not if um, Rodgers, not I, I don't know if I'm going to go that far. I think they're a playoff team. I, I don't think you're They right. got issues. I think they're a top five team in the league. I really do. I think they're a bona fide Super Bowl contender. If, if they have Rodgers... And I don't even need Rodgers to be playing good. If they have Rodgers in and he is playing an, at average quarterback level, they're that good. Well, listen, the defense is that good. And the, the defense, defense is going to play better and Garrett Wilson's going to play better. They still are receiver short. They still linemen short. But listen, if your point is, you could sell me on them being, Aaron Rodgers is there this year. They're yeah. absolutely a playoff team. Well, that's not even a question. But we've seen Rodgers do more with the Packers before over time with far less on his roster with far less coaching-wise, with far less talent on his roster. And he's got a great, talented roster, great defense. Their, their special teams is actually really good this year. They have weapons on their offense. The team seems to play for this coach. They seem like a confident team. They're competing with teams that they're not even close to this year. And yet, for some reason, they keep losing games every single week. And they're not even in games every single week because the quarterback's incompetent. So if I had Rat, you're talking Aaron Rodgers here. So I don't need a quarterback that's going to be out there that's going to play average football. If you're at Aaron Rodgers out there, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, I mean, you're winning way more. You're in a way better spot than when you are right morale now. When you just morale and just focus and attention yeah. to detail is going to be different as a team. Um, Why well, have you here? Because I know you're a big hockey guy. I don't do a lot of hockey on a podcast. I think everybody knows that. Well, listen, it's we shame. talk about it in the playoffs when people care about it. I mean, right now in the regular season, we just don't do a lot of hockey. That's how we operate. Shame. But is it different this year for your Rangers? I, I, hate, I hate myself for admitting it. You're getting sucked in again. I'm getting sucked but, but in. But here's my one thing, though. Like, can they show you anything in a regular season that's going to tell you anything? Yeah, absolutely. They can? Okay. Absolutely. I mean, they've they've finagled the roster a little bit, but I'm seeing more out of them this year than I've seen out of other years. The bottom six you're getting outstanding production out of. Like, listen, Panarin's playing as one of the top players in the league right now, surprisingly. I mean, he's he's at an MVP level at the start of the year so far. Uh, you, did, you did all this, by the way, most of the year. You haven't had Shesterkin available most of the year. Fox has been out majority of the year. Philip Hedo, who has pushed this massive step this year, has been out most of the year. Now, you've gotten lucky with Jack Hughes being out for the Devils, but they're playing like the best team in hockey so far. I mean, there's no one that's... They're playing far better than every single team. They're rolling four lines. Again, 
the, the Rangers are that team. They're the girl who you know is going to break your they're heart. Like the gonna, cow, they're like the Cowboys. She's going to keep sucking you back in, and she's she's going to keep you're gonna, she's going to keep letting you buy her drinks. She's going to keep letting uh, you, you think, and she's going to break I, your heart. I hope your lovely lady does not fit the bill on that. Your lovely no. lady's right now laughing as you no. make that comment. So yeah, this is the this is my problem with the Rangers, though. Is the the Rangers are the worst crush you can ever have because every single year the Rangers are going to suck you in. Every single year. The Rangers are going to make you spend eight hundred dollars in a playoff ticket, and they're going to make you feel like, oh, finally, I'm going to see it for one time in my life, and it's finally going to happen. And then every single time they blow a three-one lead, every single time they give up that crucial goal late, it's so hard to believe in a year that this is going to be the year. But damn, it feels different. All right, you sucked in. Fair enough. Um, finally, and always good catching up. Big Yankee offseason move will be what? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but that's okay. No. I, I want to say Juan Soto. I, I do. Oh, yeah. See, I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, you, you're, you're going to try to feed me the positive vibes. I'm going to feed you the negative vibes. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think the big move is going to be Yamamoto, though. Oh, you think the Yankees are going to beat out the Mets for paying them? I, I think that they're in the same... I, I do think there's a narrative out there that the past Japanese players that have been with the Yankees and talk really highly of the Yankees sits with these guys. Well, like I, I think there's, there's truth in I that. Tanaka and Matsui are perfect examples. I think the examples. Matsui narrative had a lot to do with Tanaka coming here. And I think Tanaka loving it as much as he did here is going to have a lot to do with Yamamoto wanting to come here. I think there is some, and I, I hate to say this to Mets fans out there that, and they've changed the narrative of their franchise. Well, listen, sure. they have. They spend money like crazy. But there is something different. The, the treatment Tanaka had when he dominated in the postseason here. Well, listen, he now it's the, pin, it's the pinstripes in the tradition. I don't, don't want to be that douchey Yankee fan that sits here and says, oh, it's just different in the Bronx. But it kind of is. Am I wrong, guys? It kind of is. So I, I think there's something to past Japanese players having so much success with the Yankees and being so loved with the Yankees that it's going to pull on his heartstrings. They're going to have to spend with the Mets. But I don't think the Mets are going to blow them that much out of the water out of a guy they don't necessarily know American-wise if he can pitch in this league yet. Now, every, all accounts think he's going to be great, but you don't know for sure yet. So I don't know if there's a definite the Mets are going to outpay them. So If they do, all power to them. But are they going to pay out where the Yankees can't eat? I find that hard to believe. Buddy, fired up. Thanks for joining me. That's our buddy. That's McKeon. All right, who else wants to chop it up? Anybody else? Anybody else? I see one last gentleman who joins us each and every show. Let's get Jeff Money up here. Jeff Money, let's go, baby. Jeff Money in Queens gives out picks on every single show. Money is ready to go. I sense a little extra pep in your step. Hello, Money. Greg, how you doing? Um, how'd you do today? Today we went one and two. One and two. Well, we hit the family play, did we not? We actually, I hit my money play with the Jaguars. All right, Jaguars was a layup for you. I mean, my goodness, that was yeah. a layup. Our money play together is Kansas City on Monday night. Correct. That is correct. Nice. And we are heads up, I believe, in this Minnesota-Denver game that's we about are. to get on the way. We are. We got a heads up battle tonight. So we will be on Kansas City on Monday. Minus a two and a half. Yes. Um, have we looked at the card yet for Monday? I have not. Oh. See, that's what happens when you're here. You know, you're distracted. So you're not in the way of taking a look at what you want to do. Um, do your Cowboys sweat it all on Thursday with the Commanders? Well, yeah, you know, the Cowboys have been beating the bad teams, similar to, like, the Dolphins. Very similar. But you know what? Everybody kills the Dolphins. Oh, they only won by seven today. Listen, they would have won by 30. It'd be the same narrative. Oh, you, you only beat bad teams. What's the difference? I'm waiting for my Cowboys to beat a good quality team. I get it. Well, listen, they play well against Philly. I'll give them that. Yes. They play well against Philly. You guys match up terribly with San Francisco. Yes. You do not want right. any part of playing. If I'm the Cowboys, I'd rather take my chances with Philly than San Fran. It's not oh, even close. Absolutely. 
Um, so you think Cowboys, what do we think? Seven and a half on Thursday? Probably around seven and a half, eight. Maybe eight, eight and a half after what happened today. Yeah. I could see that. That's true because it might even be true. Could even be double digit. You know, it's right. not a great, not a great. Wow, I'm seeing Charlie put up ten. I, I, is that what it is on Fanduel right now? That's a lot of points, man. That's a lot of points. Commanders lose to the Giants and the Cowboys. And the one thing about the Commander defense, they stink. I mean, you could throw it all over them like crazy. So it is Lions, Packers. Then you have Commanders, Cowboys at 425. Night game is good. Seahawks, Niners, good game. And I think Seattle, I can tell you, the books are going to need Seattle to win that game or to cover. Because everyone's going to bet San Francisco. That line's going to be at three and a half, four and a half. And we're gonna, I'm going to be on Seattle. I can tell you that right now. I got to look it over. Well, listen, I know we'll get you poised on Tuesday, Jeff Money. Thanks for stopping by. And let's cash that Kansas City pick. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, listen, this was tremendous. Thanks for everybody here at Catch. They did a fantastic job. Download New York, New York. We'll be back on Tuesday with Beningo and all our regulars. Good job by Mike Fugelman. Stefan, I don't even know where you are. He's the hardest working man at showbiz. Uh, his his gal Jasmine is gonna absolutely kill me because listen I'm I'm a, I'm a little much when you got to deal with me and my evolving schedule and my routine it takes a level of patience and understanding so Stefan you got to win it what can I say on that note thanks everybody we'll talk to you on Tuesday be good. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 100 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or... Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 109 within Indiana, 100-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 100gambler.net in West Virginia, or call 100-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.